Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today, Louis D'Souza and Amy Blackford. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Indeed, we are very happy that you decided to join us today. And we're back, glad to be back, all three of us here on the same platform at the same time. I, I know you guys both had uh, getaway activities. I hope you had a really good time getting away. Oh, yes. Uh, 110%. That's good. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, it was probably out of all the experiences my husband and I have had in 25 years, it was the pentacle, <laughs> which is saying a lot because we've done some really wonderful things. So the Beautiful. getaway was much needed. And it was actually good here, too, because it gave us a chance uh, to bring uh, Monique Scott back one more time so she could tell her story. I, I don't remember if I told you guys that story. But uh, she was the uh, Wednesday co-host with me and Cindy. Yes. And uh, she ended up um, basically leaving the show because of an experiment we did. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we, we, I don't know if you're familiar with the Pam Grouts books, the E Squared and E Cubed, uh, but we've been doing some of the experiments out of those books. And one of the experiments, actually, there was two experiments that led to it. One was an experiment where um, I don't remember the exact details of the experiment, but uh, she had, under the experiment, put out the request that she be contacted by somebody that she had not been in contact with in over 10 years. That happened within the 48-hour period allocated for the experiment, and it was a person who she used to know who was very much involved in real estate in the Atlanta area near where you live. Oh, wow. Okay. But she had moved away from Atlanta and had no intention of moving back. Well, the next week, we did another experiment. This was a, a sort of connecting within experiment. And we, uh, during that experiment, we were just, for the next 48 hours, we were just listening to any guidance at all and just going with whatever it was, no matter how crazy it was. And her, her inner guidance took her not only to contact her friend there, but also got her in touch with another guy who's also a real estate investor in the Atlanta area to the point where she decided to move back to Atlanta and quit the show. <laughs> Uh, okay, listen, maybe not quit. Maybe she'll cycle back around. You know, it's one of those things where who knows? Well, she, she's going to be a, a, an available sub if I ever need a sub. So Perfect. Uh, she, she's not gone per permanently, but she gave up her coaching. And that's why she isn't really doing the show anymore. Right. And it's just like the, the way I described it last week is you're playing with live ammo when you do these experiments. You just have to be aware of that. Absolutely. And, yeah. I mean, and, and those weren't the only crazy results that we got out of the uh, the experiments. Cindy and I also got some pretty wild results, and uh, I'll be telling more about those on Wednesday when we'll also be announcing another new co-host to replace Monique, good friend of Cindy's, but we'll give you more details about that on Wednesday. I love how so. when somebody exits, you've always got someone else lined up. It's actually, it keeps things very interesting and fresh. In my opinion. The, the law of attraction is a wonderful thing. It works yes. very nicely. <laughs> mm. It really does. Yeah, no doubt about it. Amazingly. Now, I want to start off today. We we are here to do your daily dose of happy, and that's always a big deal for us. Absolutely. Um, I want to start off with something that's actually a bit of a downer today. And I'm doing okay. it because <laughs> I, I want to do it because it is a sort of a cautionary tale. I saw it. It's a news item from this past Saturday. It's from Oregon. And it, it just struck me how totally law of attraction it is and how the players who were involved didn't really understand law of attraction and why it's so important to stay focused on what you want and what you like and take your attention off what you don't want and don't like. So let me read you a, a portion. This is an edited portion of the article. Yes. Um, a, a homeless woman in Oregon died 
while nearly $884,000 of inherited funds were being held by the state for her. Her name was Kathy Boone. She was 49. She was homeless in Astoria, Oregon, before she died last January. Her father, who's named Jack Spithill, said that Boone had a hard time throughout her adult life. He said, I attribute it almost all to drugs, but I think she also had some mental health issues, and the combination of the two didn't work out very well for her. Now, after her mother died, she relapsed and started using drugs again. Um, Boone was not in contact with her family or friends at the time, and representatives handling her mother's estate made multiple efforts to get in contact with her, but the efforts fell short. And therefore, in 2019, her $884,407 inheritance was transferred to the Oregon Department of State Lands. And Mr. Spithill said, it just didn't make any sense to me. That money was just sitting here, and she needed help in the worst way. Right. Now, we who understand how law of attraction work, we hear or read that, and we say, oh, my God, that is so freaking obvious. I mean, how many stories have we ever heard about people who um, you know, came close to their dreams and they give up on their dreams and they were just, uh, focused on all these things that were going wrong in their lives and they couldn't bring themselves around to, you know, changing their, their viewpoint, changing their, their way of feeling, what they focused their attention on. And so nothing they ever wanted ever worked out. And, and right. that's exactly what we're talking about here. Yes. But more importantly, it was wait, her abundance was waiting for her. Yeah. She had, she had been putting out these huge requests for help. It was sitting there. But As Abraham says, from the time of birth, we're putting these things into that collective vortex and it, it there things will pop up once you lower your resistance and you get into the receptive mode. Things will pop up that you don't even remember that you wanted. And that's right. kind of the delightful surprise here. Um, what's interesting, this ties into a reading that I got. I, I always do a birthday reading for myself. And one of the readings was. I always pull cards from different decks. Several of the decks gave me very positive, um, basically, predictions of what is to come. Mm -hmm. But two of the cards were uh, spiritual work that I would need to work on in my 47th year in order for these things to really kind of click into place the way that I want them to. One of the cards I pulled was Inner Silence. Anybody that knows me knows I love to talk. That's why I'm on the podcast. <laughs> So learning to be more quiet and quieting my mind in general is something I actually have been focused on and I'm feeling myself more drawn to more and more. And then one of the other cards that I got was learning to identify the, it's from the Don Miguel Ruiz um, deck, the four agreements, and it's the stories, the beliefs, the lies that I tell myself. And it was basically, you're a storyteller and a lot of the time, you're not telling the right story. And it really hit me because I write fiction. So I even have to be more careful about the internal storytelling, no matter whether it's based in what's actually happened or not. It keeps recreating this kind of the loops that you get stuck in with the negative belief system. So the way that I read my reading was by going into more inner silence and giving some more space there. And letting go of some of these stories that are not benefiting me. It directly ties into what you're talking about. She had stories and a, a, a firewall up so that she was not in receptive mode. Here was her solution, a big solution. And it wasn't, it is not that the law of attraction is cruel or that God is mean. It is literally 
physics. It's, it's an energetic thing. And if you do not align with it, it can't show up. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. And uh, what you were talking about resonates with me on a number of different levels. But uh, I know that uh, Louis is just sitting there saying, well, yeah, of course, because this is the way it works. And we all yeah. know how Abraham teaches. It's very simple. I don't know what the big deal is. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. Well. <laughs> but oh, oh, we have a couple of people saying hello. First, JB is saying hello in the live stream. And uh, Spoon is saying, can you say hi to my friend Annie? It's her birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Happy birthday Annie. Annie. Hi, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. Of course we want to recognize somebody on their birthday. But um, can you, I mean, I'll ask you, Louie, I'll, I'll ask it this way. Have you ever known anybody to have anything that directly hidden that was ready for them that you found out later was there? You know, that that woman literally had a, a small fortune waiting for her. All she had to do was let it in. Well, I think, well, if we, we look at our own vortexes, um, we, we would see that we're not letting a lot of this fortune in, all of us. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Annoyingly so. <laughs> But I'm, 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 I don't want to say working. I'm playing at it at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, things, things are just working it out so beautifully and so consistently now that I'm really feeling there's such a role going on. I wouldn't be surprised if something big comes up. I really wouldn't. It's, uh, it's just really exciting. Right now I find um, myself, you, I, I'm, I'm kind of writing a booking Bronco myself in that there's just so many things coming my way right now. I, I can barely keep up with it. Yeah. It's, it's more like, can I keep my vibration high in the midst of riding the waves? Because it's not just a single wave. It's like a whole yeah, bunch of, lots of cross them. currents mm-hmm. coming through at the same time. I know you've seen Abraham when she talks about you don't want it. You, I know you think you want it all to show up. Everything that you put in your yeah. vortex all at once, but you actually don't, because like what you're saying, it can become quite overwhelming. Yeah, you, you drown I in the waves. <laughs> Amy, I like the example Abram uses for that. Yeah. He says, uh, "Okay, you're you're at this hotel, and you, um, you've got this huge buffet of everything on the planet for breakfast. Now, are you going to eat all of that?" At the same time? No. You literally just get bloated with it. And and that's it's enjoying the game of when you know you've put all that stuff in there so you don't need to keep asking for it. It's really a matter of daily alignment. And so when things pop up or click into place, you can say, Ah, I was really in alignment for that to show up today and when they don't well, it's the same thing. But instead of getting upset about it, understanding, I mean, this is a process and you don't want it showing all up at once anyway. It's more fun. You don't. You don't. Uh, honestly, my birthday this year, I have not, I've never had, other than like when I was little and, you know, people hosted parties for me and everybody brought a gift. <laughs> As you age, it more, it's more about friends getting together, you know, having a, a, an experience together. Gifts are really not a focus like at Christmas or any of the other holidays. But this year I have been absolutely overwhelmed with the thoughtfulness and the gifts that I've gotten from friends. Oh. Even to the point something is shipped. I'm going to take a picture and put it on Facebook. I don't know who it's from. I didn't order it, but I, I it was, it was a symbol to me of, that I'm, I'm, 
as out of alignment I've been in some areas, and I'm very honest about that openly. I'm not trying to hide it. There have been areas, complete contrast, like two extremes, and then so in alignment in others that this rush of just gifts have come in, and it really kind of blew my mind this year. And it's not about the material possessions. It's that for some reason this year I aligned with people just giving me these really thoughtful presents that I, 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 I wasn't expecting. That's nice. That's a good thing. It, it's so nice. Yeah, it's a really good thing. I, I have a I, feeling I, this is – oh, go ahead, Louis. I keep on thinking about presents because um, when I was young, my brother gave me a broom, a little <laughs> red broom for okay. a present, and I was like um, – He's never lived it down, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> and, uh, and and then I was thinking of one of the presents that really struck me when I was a student, and I didn't have a lot of money and all the rest of it. My sister uh, went to the local supermarket and bought me a whole huge bag of fruit. And I still think of that as one of the best gifts I've ever been given. I, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's not like the Jaguar or anything, but it's, you know, it's just the right place, right time, right, right everything, you know, when you, when yeah. you hit that. And it's, I think it's very important to, to kind of work with the right place, right time when it's specifically in LOA, um, thing. And Cause when you're in you sync, when you're in harmony to receive that exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely true. Now, I have a very strong feeling this is going to tie in to warrior rule number five, which yes. is the main topic of today's show. So why don't you introduce that and let's see how it ties. <laughs> okay. Warrior rule number five is be humble and unforeseen forces will aid every step you take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to be said about being humble, and I really want to clarify this. So on one end of the spectrum, I find when I give someone a compliment, if they completely deflect it, there's one of two things going. They're either a megalomaniac in disguise or they're a wallflower who doesn't know their own worth. Now, there are lots of shades of gray in between these two. I should say, yes. Mm-hmm. There, there are. So these are the two extremes. Basically, when you're in balance, you understand your own value and worth and you accept that. You, you understand your uniqueness and what you're bringing to the table. The difference is your attitude about it. When you are arrogant, this is what, what I mean when I say stay humble. When you're, when there's a level of arrogance to I've achieved this, I have that, and you feel better than other people where you are now Basically placing yourself in a position of looking down upon others. To me, that's the megalomaniac extreme where you're not being humble. You're not being thankful for the gifts that you're receiving. And you're actually allowing it to be a competitive, I'm the best, I'm gathering all of the resources. And this is, unfortunately, uh, I, I see this a lot in humans in all different areas where People are either in a very collaborative spirit, which is where I'm at. And I'm not saying I don't go towards competition, but I catch it. I want to see there's room for everyone to have what they want and to succeed in life. And it really is a a, a collaboration, right? Everyone has their own dream, their own passions, their own things that they can achieve. Mm -hmm. When you're very arrogant, there is a competitiveness to it and a pettiness it's your ego takes over. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Oops, sorry, my my desk is going wonky on me. Um, there's kind of a, 
I, my husband got a desk that goes up and down. It's awesome. <laughs> so I can stand and work at it. But mm. when I press my elbow, yeah, on it doesn't work. So great. They're wonderful for uh, back. So to me, being humble is the perfect balance with the, between these two extremes. You recognize and are confident in who you are and what your gifts are and what you have to bring to the table, but you don't allow it to make you feel better than other people. Um, it, it doesn't create arrogance. So now, now, now I hear, can, I, I hear something in there and, and based on a word that you used earlier on, I want to see, is there an, an equivalence going on here or, or do these things, these two concepts just kind of go together in a way? Okay. You, you were talking about humility and you yes. also made reference to gratitude. Do yes. you consider those two to be equivalent, parallel, similar in some way? How, how do they relate? Okay, so I think when you, I don't want, I don't really like the word humility. Humble is a better word. I feel like it resonates okay. more for me. Sure. Basically, when you're humble, it means I am receiving. I have created this, but I'm also not 100% responsible. I am a co-creator meaning there is a divine energy, a divine field that has to respond to that. So that's what I mean by being humble. I created this, but I had to create it through connecting to this this divine field, my higher self, whatever people want to label it. Um, I am not solely responsible, Amy Blackford, in this body. The ego is, I created this, I'm a genius, nobody else is better than me, and that's where the competitive part comes in. So for me, humble means I understand that it took me, like with my writing, I had to show up every day and learn how to write these novels. So when and if they become really popular, whatever, that's up to the universe, it's really not up to me. There's a humility or a humbleness behind that because I understand no matter how talented I am, that part isn't up to me. I, I, I have to release the expectations around that. It's, it's more a collaboration. Uh, so the, um, the way I would express that, the way I would describe that is if I were using it, say with Abraham type terms. Yes. You are giving credit to the fact that you are connected to source energy and a lot of stuff's coming through from source energy. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So how do we tell the difference between we are in that balanced state where we are confident, we're creating, we're receiving, but we're still, we still have that humble attitude. The number one thing to look out for, because we all go through it, I still go through it. It's not like I've mastered this. It's when I start judging other people. When you start finding yourself judging others, it's because you are looking to compare, compete, you're looking at their achievement as you, it is somehow diminishing what you are doing. They're getting more than you. It's unfair. This is when it's time to take a look at where are you at on that spectrum between being the megalomaniac and the wallflower. And you want to keep it somewhere in between. So for me, when I'm in my most humble state and I'm in receptive mode to also receive what I'm creating, I'm excited when I see other people being successful. I, it, my author group is a perfect example of this. I celebrate their success. I'm not saying I'm never getting an agent. Why are they getting an agent before me? <laughs> Why did they get a book deal? I've been doing this longer. Whatever story. When that story kicks in, you know you are now in that arrogant 
ego mindset and nothing good is going to come out of that. I mean, it's just going to make it so much harder for yourself. So for me, that's the gauge. When I start, basically, I can start finding myself picking apart what others are doing. And it's because I somehow think I'm in competition with them and I'm not. So, so in a sense, you're contrasting humbleness with judging, which is an interesting yes. contrast. Yes. And I will sit here every time we do this podcast. The things, my insights are because I'm actively working on them. Mm-hmm. I have an insight and then it, it can take me some of them. I integrate very quickly. It's like it's been there all along. And once I say it, I apply it. It's done. Mm-hmm. There are other insights that I constantly have to check myself. The um this one, keeping humble. I have to say, uh, being in the author realm and getting published traditionally has definitely challenged me with this. I'm actively watching and celebrating. I really am watching authors in my group landing large, you know, big agents, big publishing contracts, and it gives me hope. And I'm celebrating with them and I'm clapping. And then my mood will turn and suddenly it will make me, it starts with me questioning my own why hasn't this happened for me yet? Then that will turn into now I want to nitpick or find something wrong with what is happening for them. That's when I catch it. And it's a, uh, it's just, it's being aware of your own thoughts and, you know, catching, I'll call it the little mind monster because that's what it is. <laughs> well, well, I also like the example you gave because I, I think about, I mentioned Cindy Chavez earlier doing the Wednesday show with me. She has a, a, a phrase or actually, a, yeah, it's a, it's a word really that describes what you're talking about where you get, you see somebody else's um, result. And yeah. It's, it's, it's not your result, but it's the right result. It's in the right direction. Right. She calls that driftwood. Right. Driftwood is what shows up just before you get to shore. So when you, when you see the driftwood, you know that the shore is coming. And if the shore is what your goal is, oh, well, I'm getting close to my goal. Yes. And when you get excited, like I celebrate, uh, we just had a celebration. Of, it's kind of a been unheard of. I want to say there were four or five authors in our group in one month, all landed agents at one time. Ooh, and we wow. had a zoom, which is, which is big. It's like, wow, there's hope. So there's all that feeling, but then everybody that's waiting and getting rejected, you got to work through those feelings of when is my time going to come and, and is that going to happen for me? And so it's the perfect comparison. This warrior rule is lining up perfectly for me because it makes all the difference to keep myself humble and say, I will get, this is going to happen for me when it's meant to. And I'm so happy for these other author friends of mine that are getting this moment right now. And there goes my desk again. <laughs> I love it. Meanwhile, both Louie and I at the exact same time are having itchy noses while you're describing this. There's yeah. got to be something psychic going on there. <laughs> that was that was absolutely perfect synchronicity. It was, it was beautiful. I couldn't have done it better. I don't think we need to do the practice session this week. So, yeah, that was good. So the warrior, there, to end this combo, the warrior challenge for anybody that's listening is making a list. I hope you're keeping a notebook of these because there's a little work for you to do. Make a list of anyone currently you find yourself judging. I don't care if it's a family member, somebody, you know, in in your career. You're looking at them and you're basically being a hater. You're looking at them and going, why are they getting this and, and that? And I, I'm 
just make a list. Maybe it's only one person. Maybe it's nobody and pat yourself on the back. But ask yourself, why are you so riled up over this? It's a belief that you have that this person is taking something that belongs to you. And we all have our own things that belong to us and nobody else. And it's a way of removing that jealousy and getting to celebrate with that person. Because by doing that, you are inviting that energy. You are saying, if this person can do it, so can I. Not, this person got it. And that means there's less for me. And that's all that this uh, warrior rule is really about. Interesting thing. While you were describing that, you, you at one point you made an allusion to the the little thoughts going in into your head. You know, you're, you're focusing on basically stuff that you don't like. That, yeah. that was that was the essence of it, and how they they come unwanted and unbidden. I, I've had an interesting experience recently along that line, but kind of from the other side, from the flip side, because I've been doing so much work on myself in terms of you know mirror exercises and self development, self esteem building, and so forth that. I, especially like when I'm going to bed, it used to be that I'd have all kinds of stuff flowing through my mind. Now my mind is just quiet. That's I don't right. even have to, I don't have to meditate. I don't have to do anything. Right. It yeah. just is quiet. And in that quietness, I notice that I'm in a sense missing all that chatter. And uh, by missing, what I mean is I was looking for that chatter as something to blame for why I'm in such a bad space. Well, the chatter isn't there anymore, so I can't blame anything anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit disconcerting. Like, oh, that little person doesn't work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, you're it's noticing... a way of blocking. Go ahead, Louie. I'm sorry. You're, you're noticing the lack of chatter because of the chatter that you had. So it's the contrast yeah, that, right. is, exactly. that, that is jumping out at you with, with clarity. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is a, is a lovely little story that fits into the rule. Awesome. Um, so I'm going to paint a, a, a picture. So as a kid, I did a lot of hiking and camping, and we went to uh, Masenjan, which is a nice camping space near a river at the bottom of a big mountain. And there was a whole rambling club, and they'd come from all over the country in South Africa to be there, some from um, Johannesburg and all over the place. So my dad took half, half the group uh, over the – the river, which has got logs across the river, and they went walking all the way up to the Lucky Bean Fall. So it's a huge way around this big mountain. And the other guys said they wanted to go over the top. So I said, I'd take them now as a nine, ten-year-old boy. <laughs> so everybody is following me, and I take them up to the top of this really, really high mountain all the way down the back, and I land them right at the bottom of Lucky Bean Fall where everybody else is. And when we got back to the fire um, in the evening, this this one family from Johannesburg were really raving about my ability to get them up there and take them and drop them off at exactly the same spot because it's it's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, and I was saying, oh, no, I've been hiking, camping my whole life, and it's really easy, <laughs> and, and all the rest of it. My dad came up to me afterwards, and he said, Louis, I want to, t- I want to tell you a, a little secret. I said, what? He said, when somebody compliments you, there's only two words you need to use. That's right. I said, what's that? And he said, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's just such a classic story, and it's it stuck is. in my mind forever. <laughs> That's fabulous. I love that. <laughs> yeah. the It's really hard for a lot of people to say thank you. 
And I've learned that it's one of two reasons they, they're either hiding their inner ego, which is just, Oh no, I'm not awesome. I'm so much better than you. <laughs> or <laughs> it's uh, no, I am not anywhere nearly as good as you. I am. You have no idea who I really am. I'm a, I'm a mess. And it's that wallflower depressed stage. And I'm not saying either of those stages, there's anything wrong with them. But it's recognizing where you are on the spectrum and catching it. You yeah, know? I, I think a lot of people fall into that. I'm not deserving category. Yes. That's yes. really what that is. I, I don't really deserve that. So, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll just kind of deflect it because it's really not for me. I can't. I will agree like with that. you. Most people deflect it because they don't feel worthy mm. and they don't feel they because a lot of people have been trained that to feel good about yourself makes you what and you're e- egotistical oh, yeah. you're mm. full of yourself you know there's all sorts of terms that go with it no actually you can feel 100% confident in all of who you are which is not saying that you're perfect you know that's another thing is being able to embrace both your strengths and your weaknesses if i didn't have any weaknesses what's my point of being here that's the stuff i'm actually actively working on my strengths are my strengths and they get me forward. But the thing that adds the contrast are my weaknesses. So I've actually really learned to embrace both. I don't get upset when I find there's something I need to to fix or work on. You know, it's just, it is what it is. It's much better than when I was in my twenties and I thought I just needed to be perfect all the time, completely unrealistic. I think it's also true that when we are in that place of, of, I'm not deserving. What we're really doing is we're saying, I'm not deserving of receiving the abundance I've been asking for. Exactly. And that ties into what this article that you brought up, all sorts of wonderful things can be happening and we cannot receive them Hmm. because unless we are in receptive mode, everything that is meant to meet you in that higher frequency version reality cannot come in. It's literally blocked. And that, um, that, that story, Walt, of yours, sorry, I mean, um, is, oh, no, is, very much, Go. <laughs> is, is very much based around step three, mm-hmm. yeah. lowering your resistance. And it, that's just the way it is. And if you really get that, you, you start lowering your resistance. Now, for my own character, you all know, and I'm sure you will agree that I don't fall into the category of of I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough. No. Um, I've, I've <laughs> One thing I've learned I've, about Louis D'Souza is you don't put him in categories. It doesn't work. No, and you also <laughs> don't think that you're better than other people either. Exactly. So there, yeah. there's the interesting contrast, isn't it? So yeah. you get to that you get to that place where you have that confidence, but you you don't you don't you don't need to be egotistical about it in in right. the in the in the bad ego way. Um, and you can just be the confident person who you are. You yes. can be quiet. You can talk. You can, you, you know, you can, you can, you can play any game you want to. And it gives you so much flexibility to be in mm. that position. It gives you so much room to play and to experiment and to yes. go to different places and have different points of view and all the rest of it. So it's, it's so really a nice fun. place to be. Mm. It is. It is so much fun because through owning your confidence and feeling good about yourself. Obviously you've got a good momentum going, but by keeping it humble and you're not spending time judging others or looking at life as a competition, you are allowing yourself to receive everything that you put out that you want. And it's, 
I hate to say it like this, but it's a, it's a matter of staying in your own lane. Quit looking at where others are going and judging whether it's proper or not, whether it's correct or not. And it's the right way to do it. Uh, we all get caught up in this. It happens. It's okay, but it's catching it when you start doing it. I also think that's part of being human. I find I'm doing it less and less as I continue to just be focused on my own uh, path. I don't want to say I don't have the energy or the time to really be distracted and paying too much attention to others, but I'm so hyper-focused on my own. I'm not really concerning myself on what's going on the left or the right of me. It's like, I'm just focused ahead. It's funny, but too. then Amy, the, the right people come play with you. Yeah, well, that's true. exactly. <laughs> you see, and the wrong people land up vanishing quickly, yes. usually. Yeah. Mm. That's where uh, I'll bring in my parallel reality idea is I believe there's just so many versions and this, those slight shifts in frequency, you just turn the dial and it's not like those people disappear literally. They just are no longer in the same version or on that same frequency bandwidth as you are. So they're static in the background and you're not, you're not <laughs> intersecting with it. So yes, I 100% believe in that. I've played around with that concept so much in my own life. I 100% can say that it, it, it is the truth. The, funny the thing, thing is I don't compete with other people. Sorry, Walt. Um, I don't compete right. with other people anymore, but I very much compete with my, my, my last. Um, level of whatever. Right. Awareness or mm-hmm. achievement or et cetera. So Me too. there is definitely competition going on, but it's now not, With oh, you. I've got to be better than Walt or Amy. You know, now right. I've got to be better than who I was yesterday. And there's, I, I mean, I think that's a good to push your own evolution. Mm. That's kind of the balance of it, isn't it? It's, 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 um, being humble about it and being uh, compassionate with yourself, but also recognizing I'm in a loop. I've been doing this same loop for however long, like let's take it to the next level. And so it's, it's yes, it's a competition with yourself, but also you're doing it in a collaborative way. It's a funny thing too. I was, I was going to allude to something similar to what you just said, Louie, um, but I was coming at it a little bit differently. I, I don't honestly think of myself in terms of being egotistical or humble or anything like that. And I mentioned that because, oh, I can't think when it was sometime in the last two weeks, one of my guests on the show mentioned that I was a very humble person. I said to myself, really? I guess <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't really thought about it like that. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know it, it, it's an interesting thing. The reason I bring that up is we often we'll think of ourselves in terms of, you know, concepts, terms, words, you know, you, that's what your warrior rule is about. It's about reminding yourself yes. about, you know, how do you feel about word X, word Y, how, how do you relate to it? Are you willing to find a way to feel good about it? Or does it, does it kind of make you feel not so good? So you decide to not give your attention there. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly fine. But by the same token, you, you can also actually get there without worrying about what the words are. Right. That, that, that's basically what I do. I don't think about, am I being egotistical? Am I being humble? I just don't think about it that way. I just think about how am I feeling right now? And I get to the same place. So, so I mean, they're both valid roots. It's just different. That's all. Everybody's got a different route, right? Absolutely. I mean, how many people that's are there the on the planet? 7.8 million billion people on the planet. 7.8 billion roots. I mean, that's pretty much what it adds up to. And we wouldn't all be, you know, we're all coming from what people call source energy. 
this it's coming to express itself in all different ways. If we all came to be here to look the same, to act the same, to have the same experiences, there would be literally no point. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Novels have been written about that. They were like five pages long. I mean, <laughs> there's just not much to it. <laughs> what were you saying? The great, way I, the great way Abram talks about it is about the pie. You kind of think once you've divvied up the pie, there's no pie left. Right. Mm. But that's not true because there's many exactly. different pies out there. So many. And one, once you start looking at it from that point of view, you're now not um, competing in right. a football match to win against the other team. You know, you're not competing to do the best you can in the best way you can. And therefore, you've got your own small pie that you're creating on. And yes. You start looking at that with every single dimension and aspect of your own life, and you start looking at it very differently. And then you'll start finding that those cooperative components, those different people yes. who are heading in a similar direction to you are, are drawn to you like magnets. And then you're all running together. And it's just 100%. Beautiful. My author group is the perfect example. I've been writing for 25 years. I joined many critique groups and I always would drop out because it would, they were, it was coming from a very competitive and vicious mindset. And I would leave conferences and I would leave critique groups feeling uh, that competitive, vicious energy. And I, it would make me not want to participate in it. So I wrote alone, solitary, for a very long time. And then the pandemic hit and I became a part of this group. And I've never been a part of an author group that is so supportive, working together, collectively sharing information. We lift each other up when we get rejected from agents. We cheer each other on when we get an agent and it's this, it's this beautiful, um, co-creative, collaborative energy where it's made me, I mean, it's, it's really filled out my author experience because I no longer feel a competitive energy. I love seeing my, my author friends getting signed and getting book deals. Not only does it give me hope, I get excited for them as if it's happening for me. Sure. And, this is a new experience for me in this particular area in my life. Um, I'm usually like this with everything else, but professionally speaking, this is a very competitive quote unquote, uh, publishing field. It's, it's, it's as hard as becoming the next rock star or movie star being a, the next rock star author. And so there are a lot of authors out there that have a very competitive mindset, but I have been exposed to agents, editors, and authors who are all really working together in harmony. And it's given me, it's given me such hope. And it really ties into this rule because I, I've never said when anybody says I'm the greatest writer and I'm going to do this and that, it's like, no, I feel like I'm adding to the global dialogue and I'm a part of a movement of teachers on this planet using my own particular interests and talents to add to that. I don't feel like I am the savior or the writer. I don't even honestly want that title. I don't like what it implies, but I do feel like I'm a part of a collaborative movement that's happening. And that's very exciting. It's like being a part of this podcast. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was sounds great. <laughs> that was a connection. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Where did that one come from? Oh my. <laughs> Yes, the gang leader going, gang up, let's go. All right. 
<laughs> I mean, in numbers, what we create, it's like they say this with prayer, monks and meditation. And I get it now when people gather in numbers with the same intention, it just expands the energy. And so I am definitely feeling that expansion is happening in my life now on the flip side, because I do like to keep things very honest, physically speaking, and in other areas of my life this year have been extremely challenging. So on one hand, massive expansion happening creatively and in a part of my life that had been kind of dormant, I feel like. And then in the part of my life that I felt like was expanding, retracted. So it's that whole roller coaster. So I also do want to encourage people because I think it's important for them to hear that that is part of this. It's not just, woo, everything's just going perfect all the time. I mean, it doesn't. But the more you learn how to tune in to your emotions, the more control you have over it, the quicker you can shift. Along that same line, I've been, uh, well, I was telling you guys before the show how crazy this time of year is uh, for me, for my wife and I, for the business that we do, this gardening service business. And it's been crazy. I'm glad that May is over. I'm glad that we are in <laughs> June. Not that June is terribly slow. It's not. It's just a little bit slower than May, and that's an improvement. You know, so it, it's nice to kind of get a little sense of normality back. But it's also been exciting. And during the excitement, I've I've paid a lot of attention to maintaining my vibe, doing my daily activities to a greater degree. Uh, my daily um, energy building. Oh, uh, my uh, motivational, my my mirror exercise, my meditative, all that kind of stuff. Doing that with with even more intention, with more focus than I often do, just because I needed to refocus my attention to deal with the, the stuff that was flying through my life so darn fast that I could hardly keep up. It was getting to the point where I was feeling frustrated because I couldn't keep up. There, there was literally yeah. more stuff coming past my desk than I could po- possibly process. And that was creating a, a tremendous, on, on Saturday, I'll tell you, we, we actually went to the beach on Saturday and came home in part because the, the, the wind coming off the water was so cold and in part because I was so stressed, I couldn't even stay at the beach. I actually had to be home wow. clearing up the list in order to de-stress. That's yeah. where I was at, you know? So it's been quite the learning experience. It's a roller coaster. I always well, call it is. that. It is. Me and but, it, but, it's been, but it's been a good one, though. That's my point. Yeah. It, it's been a good one. I've been able to maintain pretty good vibes throughout the whole uh, process. And as a result, other good things are happening at the same time. And to give you an example of that, I, I've been mentioning a few times that I've got this this little alternative business kind of sort of simmering on the sideline waiting to get started um, that I started as an experiment about seven years ago as a, face, as a Facebook group. And uh, lately, I've been hiring a programmer to build out this, this piece of software that I can start applying and, and turning this into a real moneymaker. Well, I got the word today that he had finished the work. It was all ready for me to look at. The only problem was I was so slammed with work, I couldn't look at it. I had to give him, like, okay, here's half your payment. Give me a week to go, you know, do my other stuff so I can go look at what you did. You know, so it's coming through so fast I can't keep up. And on the other hand, it's coming through. And it's exciting that it's coming through. That's awesome. Mainly it's I'm about maintaining my balance. I'm going through the same exact thing right now. Okay, you know what I mean then. I do. We went uh the most magical treehouse up in Blue Ridge, the hiking, the connection with my husband and I. It was just absolutely magical. And then, of course, we come home. 
when you run the business and you mm. have unplugged from it for five days, well, there's always a bit of stress diving back in. And How I many phone ex- calls? Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> it's the emails. And anyway, not to bog you down with those details, but it's a lot of it. The contrast is very extreme. And mm. so what goes up must come down. And I always try to prepare myself for that. But this week in particular, it really did get to me to the point I was like, wow, I just, whew, I don't know how I am going to get through this. And um, here we are talking about it, hearing that you went through it and knowing this is part of life. OK, and it is when you're running businesses and you've got yourself going in so many different directions like you and I, while we're talking about before we went live is starting to learn how to maybe say no once in a while to things and not overwhelming ourselves to the point where I get, I I just, I say yes. I'm still saying yes a little bit too much. I've gotten better, but I'm still saying yes a little bit too much. And so I need to refine that a little bit. I I don't need to be the stress out. I mean, what are you saying? Um, yes. If you're saying yes to stuff that feels good, then that's great. It's, right. it's saying yes to the stuff that doesn't feel good. That's the, it's that's things I say out. yes to that I'm like, hmm, I don't know, but I want to say yes because that sounds mm-hmm. great and it'll make you happy. And then I yeah. end up wanting to backtrack after that. So people pleasing, yeah. Mm-hmm. The people pleasing thing. It's yeah. I'm I'm getting I'm becoming more aware of it, but I'm still. It's a work in progress. (laughs) I've had a few uh, little stories that I can share along that line. One was there was an appointment that I set up. We have have somebody who does our customer consults for for new customers. And I set up an appointment for her. And this is one among many I've been setting up over the last week or so. This one appointment was in a place that was a location that's really outside of our service area. But I set it up anyway. And it was kind of gnawing at the back of my head. And I went back today and saw it on the calendar. I said, that really shouldn't be there. And the reason I placed it there was for this very reason, people pleasing. I was trying to please this person. And I said, this is crazy. It's 17 miles out. There's no way we're going to go there. We don't send that Mm. crew out that far, you know? And so I called her up and I canceled the appointment. Right. I was basically counterbalancing what I had done. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But by the same token, the other thing that I've been really doing that was big and has proven to be be big. I I mentioned how I was really stressed out, particularly over the weekend. And I was trying to regain balance. Going to the beach didn't really cut it. But what has been cutting it is each time that I I can identify one thing that's stressing me, and and it's not hard to do. There's a whole list of them. (laughs) But when I can identify one of them, I'm taking a moment to just stop and focus on, usually if there's a person involved, usually it's the customer that's involved. Right. And and I, I haven't even met most of these customers. I mean, I almost never meet the customers. But I try to kind of create a little image of this person in my mind. And I'll, I'll give you two examples that happened just today. Um, early this morning, I set the intention that these two customers who had been withholding payment that they owed us because they were trying to get us to do other stuff before they paid us, um, it was creating stress. I mean, I'd already paid the employees. I wanted to get that into the, the cash flow so that the cash flow would flip back into the positive, all that kind of stuff. And I I had had... Some contact with them. Uh, Rita, who does our um, customer uh, consultations and customer contacts, had also been reaching out. We hadn't gotten anywhere with it. And I finally said to myself, just imagine those, those customers happily saying, you know what? You're right. I'm going to make the payment, and then let's do the next thing after that. And you know both those checks came in today? Yeah, that doesn't Within surprise an hour. me. Right. 
within an hour of you realize all of a sudden you realize wait a minute i'm the one getting in the way of things working out just let it go you know yeah Yeah. that surrender mode is so important A, a similar situation happened with a client who has been really frustrated because we have this huge backlog. We've got like a four week backlog, which is huge for us. I mean, normally one or two weeks is about the most that a client has to wait and they're not used to that. They were, they're interested in, Hey, we live in the 21st century, instant gratification, right? That's what it's all about. Right. Well, we, we haven't been able to provide that. Well, some of them are getting kind of frustrated. Started doing some of the things with the ones who were expressing their frustration. There was one in particular who had been just hammering at me, leaving me phone messages and sending me emails uh. and so forth and blah, 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 blah. And I just imagined them all of a sudden being in a good place and recognizing what was going on and being okay with it. And you know what? I know that you're doing the best you can, sending that kind of message to me and, and imagine them just, just being supportive instead of trying to, you know, cut away at me. And, you know, that very day I got a message from them that basically said exactly that. And within an hour of that, I had a hole in the schedule that was perfect for them. And I plugged them in. Oh, fantastic. I mean, the whole thing just fell into place. Now, this is a customer that I knew I was going to get to eventually. And I, I kind of figured it would probably be early next week before we get to them. But I wanted to get to them sooner. They wanted me to get to it sooner. And we both shifted our energy and it happened. And it wasn't going to happen until that. that happened. Absolutely. Because that's. I mean, the nature of the schedule in this business is it changes every hour. So you can't, you can't plan a weekend in advance. It doesn't work. Right. <laughs> well, Ty, well, I wanted to bring in a, a story. One of my mentors in one of my businesses, um, I went to him and I said to him, Oh, but so-and-so is doing this and I can't do that because of this. And then I was going on and on. And he looked at me, shook his head and he said, don't sweat the small stuff. And he turned around and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And I was like, that was such a lesson I needed. (laughs) Wise words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. That's sweating the small stuff, no doubt. Well, one of the other mentors who's, who, who in this business did very, very well for himself. And one of his favorite jokes, which he was not allowed to use after a while was the reason I've only got two helicopters (laughs) is three is ridiculous. Love it. <laughs> um, he he was in the beginning of the business. He had you know struggled and he had got things running and he was doing quite well. And um, his mentor in America, because he was a, a Welsh guy, mm-hmm. his mentor in America said to him, "Well, you know, why don't you fly over and, and come meet me and we'll we'll have a chat." And he said, "Oh wow, my mentor wants wants to meet me and have a chat. This is fantastic." <laughs> so he jumps on a plane, you know, spends his money and all the rest of it flies to America and Florida drives two hours to get to this place. And, you know, it's been a long trip and all the rest of it. And he gets there and, and he gets, gets into the room and he sits down in this guy's beautiful office with these, you know, leather topping and his huge chair and all the rest of it. <laughs> and, uh, he says, he said, you know, this, this American guy says to him, Hey, what are you doing? You know, Dave. And he says, well, you know, I've done this and I've done this and I've done this and I've done this and I've done this. And, uh, you know, it's going quite well for me. Um, you know, what, what do you suggest I do? He says, Oh, you know, that all sounds very, very good. Just do more of that. <laughs> and that, that was his entire <laughs> takeaway from this Love entire. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. 
We go through all kinds of shenanigans just to get to the simplest lessons. That's really absolutely. We make it so much more complicated than it actually is. It's funny. And it's a, Earth is like the Rubik's after coming cube. Back, <laughs> after coming back, he was able to buy his, uh, you know, after he had improved his his business uh, hugely, he was able to buy these two helicopters and yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 have this uh, ability to say this uh, <laughs> and, and his sports cars and his motorbikes and everything. Yeah. It sounds like he's having fun, which is good. I mean, it is possible to have a successful business and not have fun. He's having fun. That's that is the goal. The the guys in this business, when they get nearer the top, you have a lot of fun. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are plenty of people who have been very, very successful who didn't have fun along the way. That's right. I choose. I want that experience. Yeah. Because they burn out. I, 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 I demand it. I'm not yeah, going I want to be successful because I'm having so much fun. Exactly. That, that's yes. the difference. Exactly. Not I'm successful and then I get to have fun. I think I'm not right. judging anybody that has that mindset, but that's the whole putting my, you know, I'm, I'm going to put my happiness off until it happens. Soul, that Pixar movie, that's what I love so much about it. I'll be happy when, and then he achieves that thing and he realizes it's all still the same. It's still his same life. He could have been just as happy with the regular mundane part. So if you're having a lot of fun, you're going to achieve success, no matter what it is you're directing yourself towards. Amy, you know what the gurus say, don't you? Well, some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. I like that. I like that. They say, before enlightenment, chop wood. After enlightenment, chop wood. Right. I mean, <laughs> after enlightenment, you're just going to really enjoy the mindfulness and the silence exactly. that comes with just that activity exactly. for sure. It's like Mr. Miyagi with the wax on, wax off. <laughs> well, plus after enlightenment, after enlightenment, you'll see the wood better. So that I mean, that makes it more fun. <laughs> Every time I, I, I wax my, my Jaguar, I'm thinking of, of Miyagi. <laughs> Well done, Daniel San. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these little life lessons are, they, they, they get us laughing, they get us uh, inspired, but most often they're fun to look on when we have learned them. Oh, for sure. <laughs> no? I, I mean, laughter to me, humor is the key to, it's the key to life. Mm. If we can laugh, when I find myself going into a really dark place and, you know, I have my little spirals that I go into, I will also start finding the humor because it's my first rung. It always just something about laughing and it doesn't matter how serious the situation is. If you can find the humor in it, you will shift your energy so much quicker. It, it to me, it is the, it's the salve to all of the human wounds that we experience. And when you can really start learning to embrace humor and like I'll tell my higher self, ah, you've got a sense of humor because something will happen, you know, whether it's, you know, I break glass or something explodes in my face and it's because I was having a really not a good thought in that moment. I can laugh at it because I'm like, well, there we go. There's the communication right there. And um, laughter was always one of my favorite ways to break through on resistances, especially. Absolutely. 
especially going back to when I was not sure what my resistances were. Yeah. Which I think is probably most of the time now that I think about it. But the fact was a lot of the time I would say, okay, I guess I have resistance because stuff isn't showing up. I don't know what the resistance is. I don't know how to get rid of it. And then I turned into a joke and laugh and then I, oh yeah. There right. And that lowers it so much. Yeah. So I agree with you. It's, it's one of the best early tools to use. I think when you're, when you're learning to apply this stuff in your life. It's easy. Everybody knows how to laugh. I mean, it's yeah, not like you have to but work you got to really laugh. Meaning, oh yeah, it's not a mask because some people they play the jokester, you know, and they they use it as a social mask and they're making mm-hmm. fun of everything when inside they're really hurting. So there's a difference there. Being able to find the true humor, that's where the the real that is oh, to me. It's the key to all of it. There's the difference between seeing a funny movie and laughing at a funny movie. Right, right. You just and then, see the movie, like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Right. Or, ah! <laughs> there are some people that use thing. humor, you'll meet them, and they are just constantly cracking jokes. It's because they're really not comfortable letting their social mask down, and I'm not judging that, but they use humor. Uh, that's to actually... the Americans, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. It's actually a very common thing over here. You are not wrong. Like when I went to Paris, they weren't doing that. <laughs> but you have to understand, according to the, the European viewpoint, all of the United States is California. So, I mean, you just have to understand <laughs> what the perspective is. <laughs> okay, so uh, should we, uh, for just to prime everyone, warrior rule number six next Alrighty. week. Silence your complaints. They are your burdens and should be carried alone. This is going to probably cause a little bit of a reaction in people, hmm. but I don't mind that. <laughs> it's going to stimulate some discussion at the very least. So that'll 100%, be good. 100%. And um, this is something that I'm actually quite passionate about. And it's something we all do. So before people get offended by that, we all complain but remember, when you are complaining, you are literally burdening other people with your stuff, your baggage. Um, and so that's what uh, the next warrior rule is, is focused on. But if you do want to complain, I want to take adv- want you to take advantage of the LOA Today app to do your complaint. Yes, send, do it. The, send the complaint <laughs> in using the LOA Today app. That's one of the reasons we have it there. It's also there to ask questions or to share comments or share experiences based on you know, the conversations that we have here on the show. But take 100%. advantage. It, I mean, that's why the contact forms are in there for doing exactly that. Take advantage, send us in messages because we like including them here on the show. So, all right. Well, thank you. That was a great uh, introduction and discussion of warrior rule number five. Yep. Uh, how, many, eight, how many of these are there? 80 what? Okay. Right now on uh, Facebook, there's 82. So we've got lots of content. <laughs> are, 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 are they growing in number? I mean, is this something like I haven't never written seen? a new one in probably a few months. I, I'm getting ready to write a new one because my birthday just passed and I have a okay. new one to write. So, so we're actually making ground. That's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're making ground. I only currently on the blog have 17. So this uh. will also keep me inspired to pull the ones off of Facebook and write a blog post about them because I think it's a great, they're great conversation starters. All right. Good. Very good. Well then, thank you guys very much for a good conversation. Thank you uh, to those who are listening on the live stream who are listening very quietly, but uh, listening very attentively. We appreciate you as well. Thank you, especially to our podcast listeners. I I really want to put out a word to them, particularly because we had a a guest who was a a listener this past Friday, Deborah Wilson was on the show. And it just reminded me, uh, having her on the show, just how much I appreciate, appreciate all of you guys. So thank you very much. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Good to